the Friday GAA podcast with thanks to GAA Go, official home for live and on-demand GAA match streaming worldwide. Goal on here, goal chance for Conor McGregor. Surely give it in, Conor. If you look back in sporting history, you'll see that the whingers and the whiners are forgotten. The characters remembered briefly, but will stick in your mind at the champions who showed class. I want nothing to do with that, to be quite honest. You know, I think it's a disgrace. Been a small change before the game, worth the street. Okay, very welcome along to the Friday GA podcast. Well, thanks to our friends at GAA Go. Dave McIntyre here and Tommy Rooney. Tommy, hello. Hey, Dave. Just the two of us in the house today. Just me and you. Just the one game. Yeah. We are in. We're at the, say to say we're at the business end of the championship season Definitely. at this stage. Um, we're going to get to Kerry Tyrone in just a moment, but we spent a lot of last week discussing the Tierney McCann situation, and mm. indeed it came up the week before. And we've had closure, yeah, on the Tierney McCann situation this week. And I think sense has prevailed. Well, we all knew that was going to happen. Central Hearings Committee has said, "Not on your Nelly are we handing this guy an eight-week suspension, and you should have been given a yellow card." As per the rule book, case closed. Is that case closed completely? Does that mean that we're not going to see some sort of... Counter-appeal? No, some sort of change in the... Oh, no, this individual case okay. is closed. But so, I think the GA have next sent from Congress a, a very strong signal mm. as to how they would like to deal with this scourge. It's going to become a scourge unless it's nipped in the bud right now. It has to be dealt with. And I think in many ways the GA probably knew they were never going to get this eight-week suspension through, but they probably sent... I, well, my view is that they were looking to send out a real message that mm. we can't be having this in our games because it paints the games in a very bad light. It it aligns us with football, which we've been watching this become worse and worse over the last 15 years at all leagues, particularly in Spain, but obviously it's been very much in the Premier League as well. And you just don't want to see it in an amateur sport. And we were often able to hold Gaelic football and hurling up to say, well, you know, at least we don't have our players rolling around like children when they're touched by an opponent. And people know and saw the criticism that Tiernan McCann had to deal with. And I think just because of the way the whole situation has unfolded over the last fortnight, a player will be very reluctant to go down like Tiernan did if these similar circumstances come up in the future. That would be my take on it. Yeah, well... Players will always do it unless something changes, you know. And even then, we'll still see players trying to get away with it. But well, they'll be cheating and pushing the the that's just the nature barriers right to the that's edge. That's just the nature of sport. But, um, I'm thinking an event as obvious and brazen as that. Yeah, I we're d- less likely to see that again. Would yeah. you not agree? Oh yeah. Well, that was that was the complete. That was the far end of the Richter scale. It was the extreme. Yeah, the absolute extreme. But if the GA were smart enough to to set this up the way they have, as in, you know recommend the eight weeks be given to Tierney McCann knowing in some way in a lot of ways that the CCCC weren't going to allow that to happen and then say come March Congress just for clarification it was the CCCC that proposed the eight week ban it was the CHC 
that, that said we're not going to give yeah. him the eight-week ban. If he had been given an eight-week ban by the CHC, well, then It'd be, he could have moved on to the CAC. And had he not got any joy from the CAC, he then could have moved it on to the DRA. Okay. But we've only managed to get issues. through. We've only got through the second group in the disciplinary process in the GA, and the process has worked. Yeah. Now I'm, I don't know if if that was what in the minds of the GA that they were yeah, we just we trying don't to set this up in a certain way. I could be completely way off the mark there, but either way, they have sent a signal. We won't be standing for this anymore. Mm. And of course, as you say, the next step is this time next year. If it if happens, it happens again. will we have an actual rule that will result in a uh, four-week ban or a re- retrospective red card and yeah. therefore a one-game ban? Who knows? But I would hope so. Yeah, if an incident like that ever happens again, you'd, you'd hope that, you know, we don't let the same thing happen again. Like, we, we don't have a way of dealing with it. Like, mm. we, is, we've, we've seen what, what can happen, what can go on. Now we can deal with it. Um, the good news is, of course, that he's going to be in the team this weekend. He yeah. is in the team for a Sunday's game against Kerry. Is there a better rivalry in the 21st century than Tyrone Kerry? Ooh, that's a good Tyrone, one. our man, the mid-noughties was spectacular. That yeah. really was absolutely sensational. I don't think Dublin have really had a rivalry with a team for 15 years now. No. Probably not since the Mead one fizzled out. No. They had a, a temporary one with Kildare from about 98 to 2002 maybe. But yeah. certainly nothing that rivaled um, this... Armagh Tyrone, Kerry Tyrone. This, Kerry Cork the, is obviously a great rivalry, but this rivalry defined a decade, though, and a, oh, and a, and a huge decade in Gaelic football. And you know the argument's always going to be there, like Kerry or Tyrone, who was the team of the decade, like. But like the, it's a, it's a sensational rivalry because it's 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 north and south, like it's got everything going mm. for it, like it's 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 such a divisive rivalry as well. Um, ah, it's, it's brilliant, like it's 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 probably not nowhere near the same as it, like just fantastic footballers in those teams. But when you look back at 2005 and that Tyrone team, the mm. footballers they had was just it was incredible. Oh, it was a magnificent team. Oh, it was a fantastic team. The football they played as well. Like they were ruthless and they were intense, but they had footballers. And bar one or two, obviously Canavan was in his final year, but mm. generally the players were in the middle of their peak years. Yeah. I mean, the, the best players on the team, the likes of Kavanagh, Jordan, Jordan, McGuigan, McGinley, all these boys were like 24, yeah. 25. They were at the absolute peak of their powers. And it was a joy to behold the way they changed the game. Well, maybe a joy to behold isn't the right phrase. Philly Jordan and Brian McGuigan were two of my favourite footballers growing up. Like, I loved the way Tyrone played football. It, it, was, it was brilliant. Like, that intensity and that ferocity that they brought to the game was just, it was, it was fantastic to see. You wanted to see them put it up to Kerry. You know, you didn't want to see Kerry turning up and beating Mayo or swatting aside Cork and all in the final. You wanted to see Darrow Shea on the ground surrounded by nine Tyrone boys. In their beards, and yeah, it was it was just great. Carry like, trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out. Like and that was yeah. that was fascinating. And like. I never did. <laughs> no, I didn't. And I uh, do often hear some Kerry players saying, you know, "We got we got some revenge in 2012." No, you didn't really. No, it's a different decade. No, it it's, was it doesn't a count. different Toronto team. Yeah. The players we've just mentioned of those who are still around from the three or five eight teams, they were well past. Their They're best. different players now. Like Sean Cavan is a, a he still has a jink, but it's not the same. Like he's a different player. He's still a still fantastic player. He's a leader, player, but not the player he he's used not. To be. Footballer of the year, Sean yeah. Cavanagh. Like he's a different. He's changed his game, and he's had that. And, you know. and it was in Killarney, home. They had the home advantage, yeah. and it was, yeah. Look, no, I didn't. It wasn't even in the same league as the games in 03, 05 and 08. So here we are in a semi-final, and obviously Kerry, similar to 03, are favourites. Mm. Um, the Toronto team maybe still somewhat of an unknown quantity, despite the fact that we have seen them five times now in this year's championship, and they've clearly got better with every game. How much better do they need to get in this game in order to actually win? Tyrone. Um, see, Kerry put up that score against Kildare. 
Kerry, I don't think. I think that's that's a misrepresentation of how good this Kerry team are. I think they are like obviously all Ireland champions are fantastic, but I don't think they put that up against many teams in the Ireland quarterfinal apart from Kildare. Yeah, Tyrone. Monaghan were the perfect put, team for them. Of all the other teams in the All Ireland quarterfinals, there's no way Kerry would have got remotely close to that kind of a score. No, that was for Manor would have never have let Kerry yeah. put that much past you them know, because Kildare are unfortunately up. seriously devoid of character, and that's very harsh. These are amateur players, and they work so hard to get themselves into the physical condition they are. But they were they just melted away. Yes, it was it's just, pathetic, yeah. really. For Manor, for example, could easily have just rolled over in front of Dublin when they're trailing by ten points yeah. at halftime, and they didn't. So you can probably just isolate that scoreline and bin it for the purposes of analysing this game you have to look beyond it but Tyrone like how much do they need to improve what we saw against Monaghan was how they were able to turn Monaghan over and like Monaghan kicked some phenomenal scores in the first half watching the first half of the Monaghan game like I wanted Monaghan to win like I had like money on Monaghan I'd backed him from earlier in the year for the Ulster and you just saw shades of Dublin Donegal the year beforehand when Desi Moon was kicking points mm. in 45 yards and you're just thinking to yourself are they going to be able to do this for the whole game? And they weren't, you know. Monaghan didn't didn't match Tyrone throughout that game until the last fifteen minutes when it was too late, and we we know what went on then. Tyrone obviously have improved a lot, um, you know. So much their attacks go through Peter Hart and Maddie Donnelly. They're central to everything. If Kerry can stop that, where did Tyrone turn to? Darren McCurry and Conor McAlisky inside. They're they're lovely footballers. They're really good footballers, but Kerry know that they're the men that they have to stop inside. Kerry are obviously going to have ways of doing that. So where did Tyrone come from? Apart from that, like Tiernan McCann and Conor Myler, they do phenomenal work off the ball. They cover for Hart and Donnelly so much. But, you know, it's it's just hard to see where Tyrone have these... They don't have like a Stephen O'Neill to bring off the bench now or mm. a Pini Gannon to come on and change the game from. They kind of... They're going to need players to stand up, you know. They're going to need... They're going to need scores from... They're going to need Sean Cavanagh to score them points that he missed the last day. You know, he he did that jink loads of times. And he, he had four or five wides. You know, he had, he's an okay game, but... They, they are Cavanagh getting to, their scores from everywhere, though. Yeah, they they're getting scores like from all over the field. Ronald McNabb. Nine points, yeah. Ronald McNabb. They are getting their points from sources other than the front six. Their defence, yeah. Their, their back nine have been scoring loads this year. And it's defensively where they are so strong. I was just yeah. looking at their stats this morning. They're conceding an average of 11.6 points per game in their five games. They've only conceded one goal, and that was in the opening game with their championship in Bally Buffet all the way back in May, seems like last year. And the scores they racked up in the last three games, it was a 19 against Tip, 20 against, 24 against Sligo. 17 over the year. And 18 against Monaghan. So yeah. they're putting some serious scores together while keeping it so tight at the back. You would think they're going to reduce Kerry to 15 points at the weekend. That for four line of Donaghy, Gooch, O'Donoghue. Well, they swallowed up you think? completely. And Tyrone of all these men around the ball, will they yeah. be able to keep Kerry to one twelve or to fifteen points if they do manage to do that? Well, I think this is the only way Toronto are going to win the game is if they do keep Kerry to that. Will they be able to kick the fifteen and the sixteen themselves that they need? I know, and and one thing that was very evident in the Monaghan game, and I was reading a piece in the Irish Times about it, was how so many of Toronto's attacks come from deep, come from defence, they come from their runners, they come from McNabb flying off the shoulder and Matty Donnelly picking up ball in midfield and running with it, and Petey Hart coming on and flying up the field. Like that's building from the fence. So, you know, we we were talking about they were talking last night and off the ball about how Tyrone are going to deal with Kerry's midfield. You know, if Tyrone can build their attacks from the fence, like that's the platform for them to attack. But Kerry, like Kerry, you know that like Kerry are going to push up, aren't they? Well, you have to look at what Kerry did against Tony Gall last year and for the pragmatism that Amy Fitzmaurice brings mm. to the table because 
he won't fall into the trap that Kerry would have done in 03 for example they will do whatever it takes to beat Tyrone this weekend yeah. even if it means lining out like Tyrone just like they did against Tony Ball in last year's final and that's why I think Tyrone are going to find it very difficult to actually win the game because they're up against a side that will just do whatever it takes this is not Kerry as we know it traditionally and historically where their philosophy is that the Kerry way will win out or will go down with their boots on and we will have still tried to play the game the right way because you have to just win. That's what it's all about. Yeah. It's about winning. They won the All-Ireland winning. It was winning football. It so wasn't traditional carry. If yeah. they do that, it's hard to see where Toronto can go. And there's no way Toronto are going to get into the heads of Kerry like they did Monaghan, for example. This Kerry team are very experienced. They have a lot of guys who've been there, been around the block many times. And they have fellas who played in those games against Toronto. Donaghy, Cooper, yeah. Mark O'Shea, Aidan O'Mahony on the bench. All these lads know what it's like, Killian Young, another guy, to play and get beaten by Toronto in a massive game. And that experience is going to be absolutely vital, I think. Yeah. It's just like looking, it's, it's, it's so easy to write off Toronto because we've been doing it since the me game this year, you know. It's a game too much for them. Even the Monaghan game, a lot of us are saying, you know, Monaghan knows for champions. They're, they're, it's the Monaghan's time. I, that's, what I, that's what I believe. The Monaghan are going to do it. Like, they're such an easy team to write off. And, you know, looking at them. Is that get, because we just want to write them off? I think that a part we of We don't it, like seeing Tyrone win big games, going deep into the championship, whatever this maybe on some subconscious level bias that we have against Tyrone. We don't like seeing them going far into the championship. Why do, why do we always rush to write them off? Part of it could be that, but part of it is as well that they're not the Tyrone team that we're so used to seeing. Mickey Hart's earlier teams, like they're just not that team. They're a completely different team, and you know maybe well, that's not fair. Like it's twelve years. It's twelve years later, you know. Ireland. You know they won their under twenty one All Ireland this year, and they brought through Mark Bradley and Conor Myler and, and Rory Cavanagh. And they've got a lot of guys who are just breaking Rory through. Brennan, now. rather, who have broken through yeah. and maybe setting themselves up for really good Tyrone teams in years to come. Because there's there's nothing to lose for them in this game, is there? No, not Tyrone at all. Tyrone know that nobody in the country's given them a chance. Not at all, not Everyone's sort of written them off after the whole Tierno can affair and everything. And everyone expects Kerry to just turn up, maybe win the game in third gear by five points and cruise into an All-Ireland final. So it suits Tyrone down to the ground. Absolutely. So I'm not quite sure where the pressure will come. If there is any pressure, it's all on Kerry as All-Ireland champions, I suppose. So a couple of changes in the Kerry team and the notable ones Johnny Buckley's come in for Brian Sheehan so he adds another powerful presence to the midfield area and then Donnie coming back in. So what does that tell us about what Kerry are going to do? They've taken away the sort of trickier character in Paul Ganey and he's very unlucky I think to miss out because he's grown into the championship hasn't quite shut the lights out this season as he did last but he's grown into it and they've put Donnie back in so are they looking at targeting that Joe McMahonless Tyrone full back line? Yeah I, I don't know about this one because for the Cork replay, the, the Donaghy tactic of Sheehan lobbing, like launching ball in, just didn't work. There was too many, like it happened time after time. It seemed like it seemed like Uncadigan isn't starting. Let's just hit Kieran, and it didn't work. And Sheehan kept doing it in that first half, and it didn't work. Once they changed it, and they brought Donaghy off, Kerry's style changed. We've already said that that Calais result was a freak result, but Kerry, the way Kerry played that day, was definitely how they've played in the last couple of months, even up to last year's All Ireland final. Bringing Donny back in completely reverts you. Like it just gives you that option, and it's it's nearly it's nearly too easy to hit the ball into him when you have him in there. 
I don't know if that's going to work. Maybe they have him in there as a decoy and they're going to bring the two boys out. Or maybe they won't start him at all. Maybe they won't start him at all. Like Paul Ganey's very unlucky. I think Ganey's a fantastic footballer. Like when he came on and he showed how good he can be against Cork when they needed a man to stand up and he won that ball and he shot that point with his left. Could have got that goal to win the game. Like he's the type of man who's gonna he's gonna stand up when he's when it, when it's being put up to him. I love Paul Ganey in terms of how he how he deals in intensity and tackling and stuff like that. He's not a man who's going to shirk a challenge. You know they got Darren O'Sullivan to come in there too. Like they've got so many options. I don't necessarily agree with starting Donny. I don't think that's the right way Kerry. I don't think that's the way Kerry should be playing this game. To conclude, I'm looking at Colin Cooper and Mark O'Shea. Three of their darkest days in their intercounty career have come against Tyrone. They will never live this down or forgive it for themselves if they lose on Sunday. Absolutely. Just the presence of those two in the team alone tells me that Kerry are going to win this game. Because yeah. Cooper and O'Shea simply cannot lose this match. They just can't. They can't, but... To play Tyrone in two All-Ireland semi-finals and two All-Ireland finals and lose them both mm. would just be... There's no way they can do it. No, they can't do that. Unfathomable for a Kerry footballer. Yeah. Like, we had, we had Darren on the show on Wednesday and he was trying to pretend that it didn't hurt, but that definitely still hurts. You know? And you know when Jer asked him, "Would you trade a couple of the Mayo for a Tyrone one?" Of course, he laughed it off, and you'd expect him to. But yeah. Somewhere. if you were given the chance, I think they would. How much soccer would they have taken from the Mayo wins that yeah. are over after ten minutes? I know. Or the Cork wins. I know. If they even got a chance, just give a little smirk at the end of an All Ireland yeah. final. Like, yes, beaten Tyrone. Because we've I don't think it. anyone's going, yes, we've beaten Mayo, we've beaten them by 15 no. points, and we've hammered Cork out the gate in Croke Park again. Really? Like, if you think of 2007 when they gave Cork a hiding, the semi final win over Dublin in 2007 was one of the best games of football of that decade. Yeah. And Kerry just got out of there, squeaked home against Pillar Caffrey's Dublin side. And it was a magnificent match. And you know that that game would have meant more to Kerry than beating Cork in the final, I think. Uh, three weeks later at a canter yeah. love, love, they love beating Cork obviously but had they beaten Dublin in the final that same performance and squeak, squeaking home with the two points they did you feel they would have taken more from it absolutely and had they beaten Tyrone in 05 or 08 in that All-Ireland final how much more would they have taken from it because they also lost to Armagh you see you have to throw that in as well it they is. lost Armagh in 2002 as well and they had an awful time of it against the Ulster teams apart from a couple of wins against Monaghan in that decade as well I think overall Kerry by five or six, but at no stage. This is how I see it. I I don't see Tyrone being in a position to win the game at any stage, mm. but I certainly don't see Kerry pulling away from them at any stage either. Yeah, you see, Kerry are going to dominate their own kickouts. If they stop Tyrone building from defence, building their attacks in defence, I just don't see where Tyrone's score is going to come from. You know, they got Mark Brady in the half forward line. You know, McCurry and McAlisky inside with Kavanagh. You know, Paul Murphy's going to do, going to pick up one of the boys. He's going to tie one of them up. I, yeah, I just don't see how... I don't, it's going to be nowhere near... It's going to be a game. It's going to be a match the whole way through. Mm. But I just think Tyrone aren't going to have enough in them in terms of getting scores to beat the scary Final side. question. Do you see the winners of this of the All-Ireland coming from this semi-final? No. Yes, I think I would have to agree. Right, well, there's just the one game to analyse this weekend. So it's a little shorter than normal, the Friday GA Football Podcast. But we'll be back next weekend because we will be previewing Dublin Mayo which 
I'm salivating when I just think of the prospect Same of here. the Dublin Mayo game. And uh, from speaking to a couple of the lads in the Dublin panel over the last few days, I know they just cannot wait for this game. They want it to be tomorrow as well. But Toronto carry up first, and then they'll be able to sit back, barring a draw, of course, and see who they'll be facing in the All Ireland final in the third week of September. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you in a week's time. The Friday GAA podcast, with thanks to GAA Go, official home for live and on demand GAA match streaming worldwide. Goal on here, goal chance for Conor McGregor, and surely give it in, Conor. What a goal! Mackey heading it towards the 21 metre line. Keep Mackey chance. still going. Go on, your boy. Goal is up for Cass. What a goal! I can't think of a better position or a better place to be in right now anywhere in the world. It's time to take Sam to throne. If you look back in sporting history, you'll see that the whingers and the whiners are forgotten. The characters remembered briefly. But will stick in your mind at the champions who showed class. I want nothing to do with that, to be quite honest. You know, I think it's a disgrace. Did a small change before the game worked the street.